0: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports.
1: One one pitch, ball, the, pass, into the Get out, get,
0: get out of here! Get up. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league.
2: Where fantasy becomes reality.
0: Now here is Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. All right,
1: everybody, welcome to the show. It is Fantasy Baseball Today, and it was a fun.
0: Wednesday night in baseball. Wasn't it, Scott White? So much fun. So much fun. I don't even know where to begin. Well,
1: I don't know where to begin either. Like, where should we begin? Sean Newcomb? Get rid of him?
0: (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. It's definitely been a different pitcher lately. And not in a good way.
1: No, he has the Three of his last four starts have been terrible. I'll tell you where we should begin. We're going to begin with some hey, real quick. For 2018, and then hey, real quick for 2019. So hey, real quick for 2018, Scott, Tyler White or Tyler O'Neill?
0: Ooh, the Tylers, Mm -hmm. the Tylers. Um, Tyler White, if he has a job, I'm really, I'm really impressed by what he's doing because he's doing it with a high walk rate. He's doing it with a BABIP that doesn't seem, you know, crazy high. And uh, I'm not saying it's completely sustainable. I don't think he's really a 1031 OPS guy. Uh, probably the home run pace is unrealistic. But I mean, he had an OPS over a 1,000 in the minors this year, and he's always been a very productive hitter down there. So uh, I don't know what it's going to take to get him in a lineup in a way we're trusting in. Well, Maybe. I mean, he's in
1: there pretty much every day now.
0: Yeah, I just you know, there's still a lot of alternatives there and yeah. you never know what it's going to change. Um Would you rather have Tyler White
1: be, or Kendris Morales?
0: Tyler White. I mean, if he has a job, Tyler White, I think he could be I think he could be like a top 15, maybe even top 12 first baseman potentially. Okay, here's hey real quick for 2019.
1: Christian Yelich. Or George Springer.
0: By the way, Evan Gaddis is a free agent this offseason, so that could help Tyler White's case. Um I will go with Yelich, and I don't have a lot of hesitation there. Over Springer? Yes.
1: Um yeah, I mean Springer's having a down year, he really is. But Yelich we talked about yesterday, like, oh what a great year. He's having This breakout year, it all makes sense, he's wonderful, and then he hit for the cycle and he had six hits. <laughs>
0: But yeah, nice it night. was sick, a six-hit cycle. Uh, he had three singles. Those were the extra hits. But still, I mean, any, a six-hit games are so rare to begin with, much less with the cycle attached. That game was crazy.
1: Now, I'll tell you what the craziest thing about that game, I think it's 13-12 or something like that, it was a nuts game. Um, ball must have been flying out of the park. It's really hot. I, I don't know what the weather was there, but I know there's some good hitting environments right now. There was a rain delay to start the game. The craziest thing that happened in that game, Reds Brewers, Billy Hamilton hit a home run and got caught stealing. None of that should happen. But it did happen. And guess what, Scott? We have a little surprise. Two minutes into the show, three minutes into the show, the guy just said, I want to be on the show today. Chris Towers is here.
2: Hey. Hey, Chris. I'm here. I'm not. I'm succumbing to your peer pressure. You guys have been slandering me when I don't show up. So I'm here. I'm here for the people.
0: Okay, good. We're happy to have you. We're very happy to have you. So he's he's susceptible to peer pressure is what he's revealing to us now. Uh, Yeah. What other things could we get him to do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could get him to
1: answer the hey real quick for 2019, Chris. Everybody's doing it. Who would you take, Christian Yelich or George Springer next year?
2: Ooh. I think I would take Christian Yelich.
1: Scott didn't even hesitate. He didn't even give an ooh. He just Yelich. All right. Uh, well, it's interesting, you know. Yelich, of course, has that big game. Springer, he's always hurt, <laughs> but he's better than this. I mean, he's definitely got, should have an OPS over eight hundred.
2: I will say, I will be very excited to draft George Springer next year.
1: Uh, I how how far do you think he's gonna fall?
2: If he falls into the late third round, I will be very excited to draft George Springer. I think he will. I think so.
1: Yeah, he, um, in a points league, he'll be incredible. If he's still leading off for the, for the Astros, that would be amazing value. Cause it just gets yeah. so many plate appearances. Yeah, I matters. just, I
2: don't see any reason to think he won't be a very good hitter. I know he hasn't been this season, but he's too good. The track record's too strong. It's going to be one of those things where if he just stays healthy, he's going to have a monster season. And, you know, as we've seen with Giancarlo Stanton in the past, among others, when that's the knock on you, it's worth betting on at a, de- a depressed price.
1: I made two transactions yesterday. You guys can approve the move. I added Randall Gritchik and dropped Greg Bird. It doesn't <laughs> matter who I dropped. I, <laughs> added, go on, go on. I added Randall Gritchik, That's the most important thing. He added, I think, two more doubles yesterday. He's hitting well. And I added Derek Holland specifically for his start this weekend against the Mets. I mean, they were bad before they lost Jose Bautista. Um, I had a Derek Holland and I dropped Marcus Stroman. Don't know that we need to own Stroman in a roto league at this point.
0: Do we approve? That's fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine, moves. Uh, yeah, Grinchick's been. I am looking at his bad ball profile. I was looking at it last night, and um, feel like maybe I. Didn't give him quite enough credit when we were talking about him yesterday. He's done what he's done with really bad Babbitt luck, and you know, it's it's he 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 looks like he should be a huge power hitter, and lately he has been. So, yeah, I think he probably deserves to be more owned than he is.
1: Yeah, he's still available. Gritchick, I don't know, he's like thirty percent owned or something like that. I forget what it was, but uh somebody might want to keep an eye on. In your elites. Alright, uh, Wednesday standouts. What do we got? Chris, how you feeling? You got, you got a Wednesday standout for the people?
2: I mean, we probably have to talk about Trevor Williams, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's three earned runs over his last eight starts, combined three earned runs.
2: Yeah. And of course, I think the eight starts directly prior to this stretch, he had a 720 ERA. So obviously he was due.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, now you're getting it. Good for I you. I mean
2: the, the the fun thing is that like if you go game by game, I'm looking at eight game stretches throughout the season. His FIP has never gone below 3.72 for any eight game stretch and for the most part it hasn't gone above 4.5. There have been just a few that have gone over. He's basically been a low to mid, low fours to mid to high threes ER or, or true talent guy. And he's just been super inconsistent, so I don't think I buy it, but I mean I, I don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't buy it either. I'm not I'm not really sure
0: what he's good at. Even even like weak contacts, soft contacts, I mean he's better than average at that, but it's not like he's you know, it's not like he's a real standout. And that's not a skill that I think is especially trustworthy. Trustworthy either like a pitcher has to do Several seasons of that Before I'm really buying it As As yeah, a, even
2: My take on that is mostly that Like it's a fine tiebreaker It can help you Outperform your peripherals a little bit But generally speaking Like if you don't do the other things that we Accept as Like the defense independent Pitching stats uh the foundation of those things you know limiting home runs limiting fly balls really uh striking guys out limiting walks if you don't do at least two of those things well i don't really care that you limit hard contact unless you're a a, a knuckleballer or something
0: mhm
1: all right so that's uh that's trevor williams and guys uh without just just i'm going to give you 5 seconds to answer how many Trevors pitched yesterday
2: four at least one.
1: You both are – well, I mean, Chris is technically right because that's annoying. Three Trevors pitched yesterday. Well, starting pitchers. Trevor – name them.
0: Trevor Williams, Williams, Trevor Richards, and Trevor – well, Trevor Hildenberger did pitch, but he's not a starting Oh, pitcher.
1: okay. So Scott was right. Four Trevors pitched. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, there might be – I don't know how many believers in all, so I can't take credit. Um. Trevor Cahill. Trevor Cahill pitch. did pitch, and he's got a he's 7.02 well. ERA on the road now. Yeah, I feel like such a sucker for Trevor Cahill because this is the second year in a row. It's got me excited. Look at the ground ball rate. Look at all the swings and swings and misses he's getting. And just like when it all fell apart for him after he was traded from the Padres to the Royals last year, it... Uh, it's just not holding up. Like suddenly he's not getting the swinging strikes anymore. He's walking a ton of guys. That happened in yesterday's start. Six walks, and I mean you can't trust him. Obviously, you can't. It's September. But what about at home? Basically, he's got a point. He's got a 0.85 ERA at home and a
1: seven oh two ERA on the road. And he's got two and, home starts next week.
2: And the yeah. thing there is, he walked six yesterday. He walked eleven in the month of August total. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's. I mean, it's so annoying. And I like no, I don't. I don't necessarily trust him more at home. I understand it's a favorable environment, but he's such an extreme ground ball pitcher. It's weird. I don't feel like the positioning of the fences should make that big of a difference.
2: And it's not like it's just like oh, he gives up a lot of home runs on at home or on the road. He doesn't strike people out on the road. He has a sixteen point five percent strikeout rate away from home compared to a twenty nine point seven percent rate on the road. He basically becomes. Justin Verlander at home and Trevor Williams on the road. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, we wish he was Trevor Williams on the
1: road. All right, so he's got Cahill's got two starts next week. They're both at home. Ugh. They're the Yankees Ugh. and the Rangers.
2: I don't think you can trust him.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh,
0: it's easy to say that now, but when I'm straining to find a sleeper two star pitcher for next week, I have to imagine he'll probably be pretty high on that list.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, we'll we'll go through some two-star pitchers mostly tomorrow. Today we're going to look at who's been the best at each position over the last 28 days as we wrap up the month of August. News and notes for you. David Price left after taking a comebacker off the wrist. X-rays were negative, but we have to see what happens there. Could be a DL stint for David Price, but it does look like a serious, serious injury. Kenta Maeda got a save for the Dodgers. He gave up a run. He got a save, but uh, Dave Roberts said Kenley Jansen is still the closer. He was not available yesterday. Andrew Miller's on the DL with a shoulder impingement. Charlie Morton is on the DL with shoulder discomfort. So this is a guy who has had trouble staying healthy. He made it five sixth of the season. They're putting him on the DL. Do we have a timetable for Morton and do we know who's replacing him? Uh, I
0: saw he was just going to miss one start.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Good. Then don't worry about who's replacing him.
0: Well, I, I want to say that because I'm still not like they have a pitcher, 25 year old. There was a hundred miles an hour has led all minor leaguers with at least 15 starts. I think it is and strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, and I, I mentioned the age because it's like, if you're 25, you need to start like your, your team needs to start capitalizing on it. And his name's Josh James. I'm really hoping he gets called up in September. And if he's not, you know, obviously maybe it's not the Morton turn he's taking, but the, the Lance McCullers yeah, turn right. he starts taking.
1: All right. Josh James, good name. Albert Pujols out for the season. Mike Soroka will not be back this season. The Braves acquired Lucas Duda from Kansas City. How far down in your rankings did you move Freddie Freeman after this trade? (laughs) LOL. LOL, Very funny, Adam. James Uh Paxton will start Saturday. Steven Duggar likely out for the season with a shoulder injury. Matt Carpenter left with nausea. We hope he's okay.
0: Carpenter indigestion, upset stomach diarrhea, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Jose Altuve has struck out six times in his last two games. I got that. That was Pepto-Bismol. First,
2: right? first four strikeout game of his entire career. I was g- trying
1: to find that out. Okay, glad glad we uh, established that. Altuve. I believe. Out four I
2: mean, I, maybe. Oh, you're making that up? No, I saw it on Twitter. Oh, okay, but I didn't verify it myself. I just believe everything that I see on Twitter. It's like Wikipedia. How could it be wrong? You won't believe what Warren Buffett's been saying. Josh Donaldson could get <laughs> traded. And Andrew McCutcheon could
1: get traded. Uh, We have the trade deadline, the non-waiver trade deadline tomorrow, so keep an eye on it. Uh, Those are two big names that could be on the move. Um, All right, so I don't have uh, a typical yesterday kind of recap. I just have some hitters, some pitchers I want to talk about, but I do mostly want to focus on what's going on in the last 28 days. And I want to tell you all about ZipRecruiter. Today's sponsor is ZipRecruiter. We want to thank ZipRecruiter for supporting our show and, you know, actually, I have this email that I have saved here, and it's from a, a guy named Nick. And he says he, the title was ZipRecruiter Testimonial. I've been a fan of the show since 2009. Just want to thank you for the promo code to ZipRecruiter. Uh, I'm, I'm I am i in run a tiny education technology startup. We're in our first year, so it felt early to go out and seek job applicants. I thought I'd try ZipRecruiter with your promo code. I posted my job around 6 p.m., and I'm floored with how many qualified applicants I received 15 hours later. I feel like a 10 on Tinder. (laughs) So that was really cool. And you know what? That was actually, to be 100% honest, that was a football email. But it doesn't matter because we got a baseball promo code for you to use as well. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Use that promo code ZipRecruiter.com slash strike, and you can try ZipRecruiter for free. So you heard the testimonial there. This is great for small businesses or businesses of any size. If you've got a job, ZipRecruiter will post that job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. They will find great matches for you. They will send these great matches your way, and you will never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is the number one job site in America, so make sure you're using it. And the promo code is... ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Not a promo code, it's a URL. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, uh, let's talk about some pitchers. How much do you trust Sean Newcomb and Jake Arietta
2: I was just looking up Sean Newcomb's stats. I'm glad you asked, Adam. So, uh, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. How far <laughs> can you throw him? He's big. He's like 6 foot 7. I'm not even sure I'd be able to get the kind of leverage I would need to throw him maybe in the pool. I could throw him a few <laughs> feet, but for the most part I'd just be pushing. So it just depends how far he fell. Um looking at his rolling 10 game averages, it's it's bad, guys. Uh the major the major league average swinging strike rate for a starting pitcher is 10.1%. He has not had a 10 game stretch higher than that. Dating back to June 22nd. He has not had a 10 game stretch with a strikeout rate above the major league average for a starter since June 22nd. He has not had a FIP below four over a 10 game stretch since June 27th. He's been bad for months now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: just you, you mentioned three of his last four starts were terrible at him. Five of his last ten, he's given up five earned runs or more. And uh, the walks have been higher during that stretch And in, in addition to the strikeouts being lower. It's concerning. Now, you know, trying to figure out what's gone wrong for Newcomb other than just the results. Um, one thing I've noticed for him, and this goes back to like May, is he kind of fell out of love with his curveball, which is... Supposed to be his best pitch. It's the pitch that was hyped coming up through the minors. Uh, presumably the pitch that... I mean, I know it doesn't have a high swinging strike rate this year. Maybe that's why he's fallen out of love with it. But it's supposed to be the pitch that generates the swings and misses. So, uh, one positive I take from yesterday's start is that it looked like his curveball got the best results it has all year. And he did strike out a lot of batters yesterday. Uh, but... To me at this stage of the season that's not enough to really save him, I think. So this I is was Sean Newcomb him.
1: here. Scott, are we dropping Sean Newcomb? He's got two starts next week, but one of them is Boston.
2: I mean, let's point out, the last time someone on this podcast said drop Sean Newcomb, he damn near had a perfect game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was it a no hitter or a perfect
2: yeah, game? Yeah. I think it was a no hitter. He faced the minimum. Okay. I mean, I don't
0: I don't think drop I drop him. I don't think I could start him next week. And if you're not starting him next
2: week. What's the point? Drop him. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. What about Arietta? Arietta's got I the mean, Mets and the Marlins next week. So I don't want to lose that week.
0: You're starting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not good as we've been saying all year, but the fall hasn't been as pronounced as Newcomb's. He's had a couple bad starts in a row. Um, for the most part, he's been pretty reliable. So yeah. Definitely stick with him.
1: Alright, Um CC Sabathia, quality start against the White Sox. Wasn't a great start, but 6 innings, 3 runs. Thought it'd be a little bit better. 12 swinging strikes. He, he's just, uh, he's got a lot of strikeouts. Over his last 4 starts, Sabathia, 33 strikeouts in 23 and 2 thirds. Now, 2 of those starts were against the White Sox. I think that does help. But, I don't know, Sabathia never struck me as a guy who should be 80% owned. But he has a well. 336
2: ERA. <laughs> Not in and, a
1: long time anyway.
2: And like right, eight, right, right. what, eight point four K per nine for the season?
1: Yeah, I mean it's really it gotten hasn't up there, but been it's, it's been those last no, four starts. All. It's been those Not last four all. starts. Uh, uh
0: I I feel like it's it may be another Trevor Cahill situation where like the track record suggests I should know better. But it's it's all logical unto itself. And I mean, I'm, I'm totally fine with riding the hot hand at this stage of the season, especially.
2: 43 K's in 31.1 innings since the All-Star break.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: if Whew. you take out the White Sox start. No, I mean, even, even without it, look, he's got Seattle and Oakland next week, so it's not the easiest week. They're both on the road. I think you gotta start Sabathi at this point. But, you know, I, the thing I would say about Sabathi is like, you could always start him in a points league, whatever. He'll get you some quality starts. Got a good ERA. But in a roto league, a categories league, and I own Sabathia in a categories league, um, not a great whip. It's one point two seven. I I wasn't expecting a good strikeout rate, so he, you know, he's almost kind of Stroman like or something. Uh, maybe format specific. But if he's getting strikeouts, I just don't buy the strikeouts. I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's reasonable. Yeah, could be an old fool Jew. Could be a fool Jew. How do I not have have to be an old fool?
0: Alright,
1: let's move on. Let's move on. Derek Rodriguez is 80% owned. I'm looking at two guys who are, who are exceeding our expectations and are no longer doing so. And they were Marco Gonzalez and Kyle Gibson. And I meant to say this yesterday and I didn't. But I was going to say, I fear Derek Rodriguez is next on this list. To kind of let us down and not be nearly as good as what we've seen. Uh, now he obviously has like a, a bigger drop because he had such a low ERA. It's only 247 now. But I'm not starting him next week at Colorado and I'm nervous about Derek Rodriguez. Quite frankly, I just don't think his stuff is that good. And, uh, I think it, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't have that much faith in him.
2: I, I don't blame you, my friend. No, thank you. Um, on the other hand, he- this is exactly the kind of pitcher who, kept, who gets a benefit from pitching half of his games, or roughly half of his games, in uh, AT&T Park out in old San Francisco. Yeah. 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 D-
0: the decline is inevitable for Derek Rodriguez. Yes. Um, I, it's gone on long enough that I am willing to ride it to the bitter end, and although... Yesterday's start was his first non quality start in months basically basically since like his first major league start right um you know it wasn't bad enough for me to stop starting him, but i I know this isn't this isn't as good as he's going to be. I don't know what the eventual landing spot is uh certainly the home park helps like Chris said, but I suspect we won't be drafting him as a top fifty pitcher next year.
1: And I won't start him next week at Colorado, but I do think you're right. I mean, playing in this ballpark is going to help. So I'll I'll probably start Rodriguez. But like, if you need a win next week,
2: you can drop him,
1: I think. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to drop a guy with a 247 ERA, but if you can't, if you can't use a guy next week and it's the playoffs or something and there are only a few teams left in the league, then you might have to make that tough decision. Uh, right, let's, let's do some rankings. Let's rank Sabathia, Rodriguez, Cahill, and Peralta.
0: Whew. I'll go Rodriguez first, then Sabathia, then Cahill,
2: and then Peralta. I, I, I wish Freddie Peralta made more sense because I really want to like him. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, I'll agree with that.
1: Rodriguez, Sabathia, uh, Cahill, Peralta. Close. All right, let's rank this next group. Michael Fulmer, Trevor Williams, Mike Miner, Danny Duffy, Joey Lucchese. Miner, Williams. Hey, before you do that, take a look at what Mike Miner has been doing lately. He's pitching a lot better. Um, Fulmer stunk yesterday. He's been good at home. He's been terrible on the road. Uh, I know we don't like Trevor Williams that much. All right, so fine. So, Does anybody that you do want in this group, Miner, Duffy, Lucchese, Fulmer, Williams?
0: I... There's nobody who like I have to have uh, their ownership percentage just makes sense. Like Minors could stand to be higher, probably, but at the same time, uh he's pitched over his head recently. I don't, I don't really understand how he's succeeding. I, I, um, I got. One. I think it has something to do with him being a naturally low babip guy because he's such a big fly ball guy. But of course, that can come back to bite him sometimes.
2: With the home runs.
1: Minor is 46% owned. All these guys are basically like around 50% owned except Trevor Williams who's 71%.
2: So, Mike Miner has a 288 career babbit, which is low. Uh, during the post-All-Star break stretch where he has a 278 ERA, he has a 174 BABIP. Yeah. That obviously can't last. Yeah.
0: Cannot last. But his overall BABIP for the season is about what it was last year.
2: Uh, 15 points lower. 272, 257, 250, like, even 257, even for him, is too low, I think. And that, that's come out to a 433
1: RA. Alright, do you want any of these guys? Ronaldo Lopez, Trevor Richards, and Jason Vargas.
2: I
0: mean, Trevor Richards might be the most interesting of all these pitchers, and he's 14% owned.
1: Five straight non-quality I starts, yeah. though. I mean, he just doesn't ever get you six innings, pretty much. Whereas Casey has done it three of his last four starts.
0: After never doing After it. After
1: never doing it. Yeah,
0: he, he had two in April, and then he's had three in his last four starts. Yeah, he threw a career Are, high Yeah, I six, mean, if six, I was ranking all of these pitchers, and I was for, I was excluding minors relief pitcher eligibility, because that's obviously the most interesting thing about him, uh, I would go Fulmer one, and I wish I understood him better. But I think there's a lot of talent there. Fulmer won, followed by Richards, followed by Luke
2: Casey. I I I heard a crazy stat about Trevor Richards on Twitter. It took him no on the Marlins broadcast last night right before the Red Sox opened up a <laughs> ginormous can of a, an eleven run inning. Yeah. I don't think they got an out for, like, eight of those runs. It was nuts. You know, that one um, player
1: made all three outs in that inning, and it was Andrew Benintendi. He, he mean, hit a double play and, like, a fly ball out think, or
2: something. Yeah, I think mean, he tried to bunt at one
0: point. It wasn't Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Trevor Richards. What an embarrassing <laughs> inning for Andrew Benintendi, Benintendi, Benintendi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you know how Jose Fernandez was an amazing pitcher right out of the gate. Trevor Richards got to a 100 strikeouts faster than wow. Jose Fernandez. Wow. He got to 100 strikeouts in 97 innings. It took Jose Fernandez 99. How about that? That is wild. Yeah, that is wild. Now, part of that is Trevor Richards just isn't as good, so he faces more batters per inning. Uh Jose Fernandez's strikeout rate was much higher, but still, Trevor Richards, a lot of strikeouts. That That changeup is a legit weapon for him.
1: All right, I'm going to go through some hitters, and you're going to give me your reactions. Robinson Cano, since returning from the suspension. He is batting 259 with one home run and three doubles. He has a 657 OPS. Is he still a must start, Robinson Cano?
0: I think in, uh, with the standard roto lineup, all the extra hitter spots to fill, I'd call him must start in that format, but in a head to head lineup? No, I still want him around, but I don't think he's must start.
1: Adam Eaton is finally getting some extra base hits. In his last 12 games, he has a 296 ISO, which is outstanding. He has two home runs, uh, five doubles and a triple in his last 12 games. Does that, uh, encourage you with Adam Eaton, who's 79% owned?
0: And he got a chance to start against a lefty recently. He had been sitting against them pretty consistently. My, like, I always, even when Adam Eaton was considered, uh, you know, fairly high-end outfielder, strong fantasy asset. I just didn't think there were enough counting stats there, and I think it's a problem for him still. He gets on base a lot, he bats on top of what should at the top of what should be a good lineup, and you'd think that'd be enough to carry him. But
2: Well I I don't know. Over the last twelve games he has and that's the last twelve games for the Nationals. He has started ten of them and he's appeared in all twelve, so that does make me feel a, a teensy bit better. He's started 21 of 27 in the month of August. So, you know, I think it's going to depend. If it's, if he plays six out of every seven, yeah. I think he's a must start. If it's like four of every seven or five of every eight, it gets a little iffier. If you project out his numbers
0: over a full season, it's like a 10 homer, 10 steal pace. You know, that's, that's really. Issue. I, I don't think he's ever had twenty of either in a season.
1: No, but he, he's more like a fifteen steel, eighteen homer guy, I think. Usually. He's having a bad year, but he's finally getting some power. That's what I'm saying. Like he, he you know, his his batting average and on base percentage look normal. His home runs, his power numbers were way down. He had an ISO under one hundred last time we spoke about him. That was like a week ago. Uh, but his, now he's finally getting some extra base
2: hits. I, I think it just comes down to whether his whether he's healthy. You know, like th- this is a guy who's suffered a a fairly catastrophic knee injury last year and hasn't been healthy this year. And turns out your legs are very important when you're trying to hit 95 mile an hour baseballs. Uh, career high in home, home runs is 14. Career
0: high in stolen bases is 18. Oh, yeah, sw- but what's your career high? Around. Either
1: I switched <laughs> them around, might be. Uh, all right, so then these other guys. Are you interested in picking up CJ Crone or Trey Mancini? They've been hitting the ball pretty well. Mancini has three homers in his last four games. Crone is batting 366 in his last 11 games with three home runs. Crone or Mancini, if you saw them on waivers, like, would you pick them up over Randall Gritchick or Tyler White or
0: Tyler O'Neill? Here's the thing about Crone. He started two of the Rays' last five games. Oh, wow. So he may be hitting well, but not...
2: I yeah. Know. I also, like, yeah. even when he's good, he, like, He's like a 65th percentile home run guy at first base, and he doesn't really do anything else well. So no. So like even if he's an everyday player, I think he's like the 27th best first baseman. And
0: yeah. things could get really crowded here for the Rays in a way that might impact not only him but Jake Bowers. Uh, maybe some others too because Malik Smith's on the DL with an illness. You don't imagine that's going to be long. Actually, I think it's an infection, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long stay. And then I, I'm pretty confident Austin Meadows is going to get called up when rosters expand. He's been red hot. Yeah, he's he's done better in the Rays minor league system than he ever did in the Pirates minor league system.
1: <laughs> and if you're looking for some speed, some
0: steals,
1: uh, Joey Wendell, Adalberto Mondesi, and Roman Quinn. Wendell has four steals in his last four games, and he's batting three thirty three in August. Mondesi is starting to hit a lot better. Three straight, two-hit games, a home run in two straight games. And he, in the last 28 days, is the number 11 shortstop in Roto. Number 21 in points, he doesn't get that many at-bats. Uh, and Roman Quinn, that's Alberto Mondesi. Roman Quinn is 6% owned. He has led off two of the last three games for Philadelphia. He doesn't play that much, but he's starting to impact Odubo Herrera's playing time. And he has yeah, six he deals in 27 games.
0: Plays a lot more than I ever would have imagined. Started 6 of 9 for the Phillies. And Jose Bautista was in the lineup yesterday. I don't know why they feel the need to mix in these other players when they already have good players in their outfield. But, um, yeah, I guess Quinn, if you're looking to catch up in steals, particularly in a 5 outfielder league, he's not totally irrelevant. He's hitting well, too. I mean, 369 batting average is obviously too good to be true, but... I suspect so, that's why he keeps getting starts.
2: Since Heath is not here, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a cape on for Alberto Mondesi, who might just be good. He's starting to show some real flashes and he is stupid aggressive on the base paths. And I'm not <laughs> using that as a pejorative. I'm using that as a, uh, an exclamation. He has been on base 50. He has 53 stolen base opportunities. That means that he was on base when the base in front of him was open. He has run 21 times. That is really, really high. He's been really aggressive. He's taken the extra base when it's been available 69% of the time. Uh, and he's been effective. He's not getting thrown out on the bases. He's showing some power, which he has done in A before. I'm very intrigued by this guy. He's going to be a – I think he could be a breakout candidate next year. That's Ed Alberto yeah, Strikeouts
0: are much slower. I don't know if you mentioned that, but he's not it's – a, it's a respectable strikeout rate.
1: Any interest in Joey Wendell, guys? Joey Wendell, yeah, go ahead I
0: was
1: mean, that he's song supposed to be? that's Mr. Wendell by rest of development. remember I played it for you. It's like the best song uh Tennessee no, Mr. Wendell's better than Tennessee
2: I Tennessee is the one I know
1: well, you now you got to know Mr. Wendell. it's much better. <laughs> Any interest in Mr. Wendell?
0: He seems like the kind of player who I'd like to have in an a l only league because he plays a lot and his stats are decent. But he's not. there's not enough upside there for mixed
2: leagues. I didn't realize they, they cloned Brock Holt.
1: <laughs> in the bullpen, Cody Allen pitched the seventh and pitched poorly. So, yikes. Jeremy Jeffress pitched in a tie game in the ninth, and then he stayed on in the tenth, and he gave up a home run. But he got the win. Jace Fry got the save. He has two saves in his last three appearances for the White Sox, who are playing pretty well right now, surprisingly. This is the interesting one. Tommy Hunter. Got a two-inning save for the Phillies. Sir Anthony Dominguez pitched the seventh. Is it time to drop Dominguez? And by the way, Pat Neshek got, faced one batter and he got on base in the eighth. Uh, Hunter got a two-out, two-inning save.
0: Yeah, good? everybody. Uh, all the prospective closers pitched yeah. in that game. <laughs> Arano, Nares, Dominguez, N- Neshek, they all pitched. But only one pitched the ninth and it was Tommy Hunter. Um only one, he was the only one who pitched the eighth too.
1: No, that's actually not well, true. We so, haven't, they had three pitchers pitch in the eighth. He's the only one who recorded an out in the oh, eighth. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. There you go. We haven't seen the last of Dominguez getting saves, I don't think. But this is like, this is just the way the Phillies conduct their bullpen. Uh, this is a guy I don't buy at all. The more Tommy concerning Hunter. thing
2: is that he seems to be running out of gas. Dominguez. Yeah.
1: And then Ken Giles was used in a it's, non-save situation yesterday. And he gave up three runs, three, one or one or three. Un-
2: Unbelievable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's given up one run in save situations this year. And like a hundred in non save situations. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I don't understand. So stop using him in those in those ways.
0: Yeah, well, I tell the blue jays that, right?
1: The blue jays have been pretty good about it. Maybe they just wanted to get him some work, but it's just it's just funny. I mean it didn't really matter. They lost the game anyway.
0: he has a, is point. it, is it not like it's, it's either a total fluke or he
2: has some major concentration issues. He has a point, 0.50 ERA in save situations with a 0.67 whip. In non-save situations, he has a 993 ERA and a 1897 whip.
1: And it, it's just the one run he's given up in save situations?
2: Yeah. He has 22 strikeouts in save situations on 65 batters faced. He has 22 and 112. <laughs> in non safe situations. It's ridiculous.
1: It's very strange. Very strange. And you know what, Giles, I wonder where he ranks over the last twenty eight days in points leagues among uh RP eligible because he's been he's been uh Ooh, we have a new feature? Chris, are you aware of this? New feature, best available. Look I do not. Look at this. I'm I'm looking at our leagues right now. Best available. It tells you, if you go to our leagues and to our stats page, usually it just has stats and projections. And the projections help you figure out who the best available is. But now it has a tab that says best available. And it tells you all the, it got four catchers here, uh, four first basemen. Very cool stuff.
0: I don't oh know, yeah,
2: they label it with a red window that says "new feature!" exclamation mark. Ooh, that's that must be a, a, a football season thing that they just migrated over. That's that's great. Cool. I wonder what the criteria is.
0: Oh, wait a second.
2: It's the what? best available player, Scott.
0: I know, but I wonder how they figure Q-E-E. out the best available.
1: Scott, why don't you just get that's out of here? We don't need your attitude. Okay. Dude, I just go I'm just home. Curious.
0: I like to know how things are figured out. Well, it doesn't matter because right. you have to go anyway. I do.
1: So Chris and I will handle the rest of the show. Gonna look at the yep. best performers over the last twenty eight days. Thank you, Scott, for joining us today.
0: All right. Thanks for having me. Alright,
1: that's Scott White. Let's uh let's look at the the best of the last month. First we'll start with head to head points leagues and the catcher position. Last twenty-eight days. Uh Color me shocked. I don't know how. I I really. How is Yadier Molina the number one catcher in points leagues over the last 28 days? He has by far the most at bats. Like I would that, that probably. This, this is amazing. The most, cause
2: he never strikes out. And, you know.
1: This is amazing with Molina. He is batting two twenty eight and slugging three forty six over the last 28 <laughs> days, and he is the number one catcher in points leagues.
2: In- is that do you, do you have the filter set right? Is that all players or free agents? That's what I was checking. But Cause he is he's like No, it's 10. all players. He's like 12th in Roto. Yeah, I and, I'm and not to surprised. to just highlight how bad the catcher position has been over the last 28 days in rotisserie scoring leagues. The number one catcher is of course Austin Hedges. Um he ranks 193rd overall. So the catcher position has been a disaster, and it makes sense. Buster Posey's out, Gary Sanchez is out, uh, so, you know, it, it's not super surprising. JT Realmuto has really fallen on hard times, Um Well, no, but he's,
1: he, yeah, he has struggled actually. He's batting 202. Yeah. Uh, with three home runs in the last 28 days, and yet he's the number three catcher in points leagues in that stretch. Not as good in Roto. It looks like uh not even close. So plate appearances make a huge difference with catchers. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm going to shorten the window. I'm going to go to the last 14 days, and let's find out where Taylor Ward is.
2: <laughs> he hasn't been very good.
1: No, he hasn't. Um, oh, gosh, he's way down. He's been awful. But here's my point. If you yeah. just get the plate appearances and he's average, he's going to be a really good catcher for you in a points league for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah, it's looking ahead to next year. It's going to be really tough to know what to do with catcher. Like, I still believe Gary Sanchez is far and away uh, better than the field at this point. But that's now two seasons in a row with significant injuries and including the scoring injury that just didn't go away. So it's I, I don't know if Gary Sanchez will be drafted in probably the fourth round next year, I would guess. I don't think any other catcher deserves to be drafted in the top 150?
1: If JT Realmuto gets traded. Sure. Then he could be, cause he, you know, not this year, but typically he's bad at Marlins Park. He's a really good player. Salvador Perez is like genuinely having a good month. 240 batting average. He doesn't, not a good batting average guy, but five home runs, 12 RBIs. He looks like Salvador Perez, which is interesting cause he's always bad in the second half, but he's missed a lot of time, so maybe he's fresh. And then yeah, we should talk about Austin Hedges. We should talk about Tucker Barnhart. He's up on this high, high on this list too. Matt Weiders is up here. He's had a nice I mean, month. The,
2: the list is dreadful. Is there anyone Kevin, that, that stands Kevin out? Kevin is third it, in Roto.
1: Is Hedges at least, you know, interesting
2: for the remainder of the season? And even then, probably not because we're probably going to see Francisco Mejia when rosters expand, right? That, I yeah. yeah I don't know. All right. He's got power, but that's about it.
1: Uh Yes, Grandal is batting 141 in the last 28 days, 141. Let's go to first base. In roto, Anthony Rizzo is your number one first baseman. And how about this? Cody Bellinger is number two. He's got four steals. That helps. He's tied with Whit Merrifield for the most among first base eligible players, I think, in steals, unless there's someone I'm missing. No, nope, it's them too. Um, but bellinger what a weird quiet season for Cody Bellinger ha- not a bad year though just
2: weird yeah i mean overall he's played in exactly as many games as he did last year so that that's helpful oh, fun uh he has nineteen, eighteen 18 fewer home runs <laughs> wow wow that's, yeah like there there was some regression coming but I'm I'm stunned by that. His home run to fly ball rate has fallen from 25 percent to 14 uh, percent.
1: Cody Bellinger uh, he's number, someone who I think
2: will have a bounce back.
1: He's the number nine first baseman in in fantasy. Yeah. Bad position this year. Other guys on this list: uh, Goldschmidt's three, Gallo is four, Merrifield yeah. is five. Merrifield's had a really good year and uh, nice power in the month of August. Five home runs in his last 28 days. Tyler White is sixth. Among first basemen, Marwin Gonzalez is 7. Jose Abreu is actually 8, even though he's missed some time. And Matt Carpenter is 9 in Roto. I'm sure he's higher in points. Ryan Zimmerman is 10th. And Kentris Morales is 11th. And Jose Martinez is 12th. Zimmerman, Morales, and Jose Martinez. Uh, who's your favorite there?
2: Okay, so Zimmerman, Morales, and Martinez. Yeah, I would probably go with Martinez. Yeah.
1: Alright. All right. Uh let's take a look at second base, go back to points leagues. Last twenty eight days, Rugnet Odor in Points Leagues with fifteen walks to twenty four strikeouts.
2: Yeah, that's that's been really interesting to watch is his development as more of a patient hitter. I'm not sure I buy it because it's so abrupt. But it's really interesting to watch. You yeah. Know?
1: Yeah, I mean, Odubo Herrera had that stretch like two seasons ago. He had a yeah. month where he was a great plate-discipline guy, and it has not been since. But this is interesting. Something to watch in September. Ruknet Odor, how does he do with the walk-to-strikeout ratio? Uh Matt Carpenter's two, Whit Merrifield's three. Jose Ramirez, Jonathan Villar. Let's check his yeah. ownership percentage. He is uh, 44% owned. Jonathan you hit Villar. him
2: 278, but... Ten eight 8 stolen bases leads the their second at the position.
1: That's over the last 28 days. Yep. Who's first at the position? Oh, I up, believe Adoberto it's Mondesi. Alberto Mondesi. Nine steals. Marvin Gonzalez, Joey Wendell, Jed Lowry had a good- is having a good month. Javi Baez, 286, six homers, two steals.
2: How about this guy for a sleeper for next season? Plays it on the same team as your boy Joey Wendell. Willie Adamas. Yeah. The number five second base or shortstop, no second baseman. Sorry, over the last twenty eight days in Roto leagues, not Absolute even close baseman. in
1: points. I wonder why. <coughs> Maybe he's striking out a bit. Well, but nine walks, twenty three strikeouts doesn't feel
2: like not a ton of runs or RBI.
1: Yeah, he's got the five steals that helps. Yeah. only three doubles, four home runs for Adamus. Not quite as many plate appearances as some of the other guys. Mm-hmm. But uh he may have led off yesterday. He batted toward the top of the order. Yeah, Adamus has had a good year. Got to own him. Would you rather own Adamus or VR?
2: Oh, uh, VR. Still. Adamus. Similar power, similar batting average potential, more stolen bases for VR.
1: Adamus or Mondesi?
2: Probably Adamus. He's a better overall hitter.
1: Back to Roto, your top five, your top ten. We'll see how many we get to. Shortstops in the last 28 days. Trevor Story, number one.
2: It's running again.
1: Eight steals in 28 days. It's wild. He's running wild. Yeah. Yeah, he's having a really (laughs) good year now. Yep. And he started to get it done on the road too. Ahmed Rosario is number two in Roto.
2: Mm, He's running wild. Seven steals on the wild four caught stealings, but seven steals.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's quite this good. I mean, number two shortstop over the last 28 days.
2: No, but it's it's showing he's not the number two shortstop, obviously. But it's showing that this guy's super young, and he struggled a lot last year. He struggled early this season, but he's not without talent. Don't give up on him. Don't forget about him next season when you're drafting.
1: Don't, 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 don't forget about him. Rosario has nine hits in his last five games.
2: That,
0: that was the was synth that...
2: line from that song. Was it you? were You were making a reference. Yeah, to... Yeah, I know, but that didn't sound right. It was. You sure? The Simple Minds is that who sings that song? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was it. that was right. It was right. Breakfast Club crap movie. Manny Machado three.
1: <gasps> Marwin Will, was,
2: S- Will, was, Will was Will was right about <laughs> you. <laughs> when did you see Breakfast Club? Uh, I don't know, once every year and a half for the last 15 years or so?
1: I, I watched it as like a full grown up.
2: Yeah, I mean.
1: It wasn't very good.
2: It's great.
1: Uh, Marwin Gonzalez 4, we keep hearing him. Willie Adamas 5, Xander Bogart 6, Alex Bregman 7. How is Alex Bregman with a 349 batting average? on base, 5.46 slugging, only
2: 7. Counting stats aren't there. Only 16 runs, only 15 RBI, 3 homers, 2 steals. So he's slowed down a bit, but also 15 walks and 7 strikeouts. He's probably a lot higher in points.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he's number 1. I say 7th in Roto in points. Over the last 28 days, Alex Bregman is number 1. There we go. Bogarts is number two. Alright, other interesting shortstops here that have performed well over the last 28 days in rotisserie formats. Chris, you seen anything, uh, anything you like?
2: Jose Peraza, uh, 317, that's not surprising. He's a good contact hitter, but four home runs. That's, uh, four home runs and 11 extra base hits all told. He's only three extra base hits behind Javi Baez in that stretch. That's surprising. Um, I don't think he's a power hitter, but if he can become, and what we've seen this year is he just, he needed to become a little bit less of a slap hitter. He needed a little more bop. And I, you know, if he can be a 110 ISO guy, which is still pretty bad, it makes, it, it makes the whole thing work a little better. I, I wish he was running better. Uh, only three steals, four caught stealings in that time. He's got 30 to 40 steal potential. Um, but we're starting to see the guy that people were were kind of hyping as a breakout candidate two years ago.
1: That's Jose Peraza. And one more guy, Aledmas Diaz. I you know, he's been okay as both second base and shortstop, like top twenty ish. Deeper league, you might be able to use him. And Tim Anderson, last guy. Tim Anderson, uh you know, you just you never know when the production's gonna come. Like at the end of the year, he's gonna have some homers, he's gonna have some steals. Like a good amount of them. You know he's not gonna help you in batting average. Right now, Tim Anderson has 17 home runs and 25 steals. He gives you a lot of bad weeks, but I think if you're in a roto league or a categories league, you almost have to start him because, you know, you don't want to miss those big games, that big production. And let's finish, uh, with third base here and go back to points leagues. And Justin Turner is back, ladies and gentlemen. He's batting 396 with five home runs. 10 walks, 14 strikeouts, 11 doubles. He's the number one third baseman over the past 28 days with a 703 slugging percentage. My goodness.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing with wrist injuries. Sometimes it could take an entire year. Sometimes it just takes a couple months to get the strength back. Um, you know, don't be surprised if Aaron Judge comes back and struggles. Yep. But also don't necessarily discount him next year because of it.
1: Miguel Duhar has basically been exactly as good in ro- in both points in Roto as Justin Turner. They're 1-2, and two, and they're basically tied. Matt Chapman, Matt Carpenter, Alex Bregman, Joey Gallo. How about Todd Frazier, Chris? He's got six home runs in his last 28 days and He's an alive. 880 OPS. Todd Frazier.
2: I feel like he has like three home runs in his last four games yes, or something. It's so it's a lot, a lot recent. of recent production, but... Yes. Another guy that, that he's, he's not, he's not done, but he's, there's no way I'm ranking him in the top 15 at third base, I would imagine.
1: He sucks. Three home runs in his last seven games, five RBIs yesterday. Uh, I, yeah. I have no interest in Todd Frazier. He's 41% owned. and I can't believe that. I can't believe that.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not excited about it. I'm not, I'm not gonna go out and add him. Okay.
1: And, alright, that's, that'll suffice. Because a lot of the third base, and we've already talked about at second base, shortstop. You guys have so much position eligibility. Outfield, back to Roto. Acuna, Martinez, Yelich, Peralta, Betts, Bellinger, Hunter Renfro. 299 with nine home runs and 26 RBIs. Four walks, 22 strikeouts in his last 28 days. Hunter Renfro is crushing it.
2: Yeah, and he's... He's showing a little bit of signs of improving, not striking out as much, not swinging and missing as much, becoming a bit less of an all or nothing guy. And, you know, I don't want to I don't want to make this comparison because it's unfair. He's arguably the best power hitter in baseball. But Chris Davis uh, was a, a similar ish career uh, arc to Hunter Renfro came up with some hype struggled struck out way too much eventually found a happy medium where he still strikes out a lot he doesn't have good plate discipline he never will um but that you strike out just rarely enough that you can allow your power to flourish maybe we're seeing a poor man's version of that with Hunter Renfro
1: I must be exhausted because I just figured out you were talking about Kayris Davis
2: Kayris
1: Davis and not Cyrus Davis Yes All right then so let's uh Finish up with the matchups, I suppose. See what we got on the old sketch today. Going to skip Brewers at Reds. This podcast will not be published by the time that game starts. Jake Odorizzi at Mike Clevenger, Twins at Indians.
2: Jake Odorizzi at Mike Clevenger. I will start Mike Clevenger. I don't know. Were you not paying attention? How was that hard? I I was looking at something else. Excuse me. Okay. Excuse me.
1: (laughs) Francisco Liriano at J-Hap. Hap. Pirates at Cardinals, Joe Musgrove at John Gant.
2: Musgrove.
1: Yeah, you sure? Yes. Okay. Mike Montgomery at Mike Fulton
2: Faulty.
1: Andrew Heaney at Justin Verlander.
2: Verlander, I don't think, I'm not starting Heaney, I sat him in a couple leagues.
1: Rick Porcello at Lucas Giolito.
2: Ah, uh, I was talking about how Lucas Giolito looks better. Uh, it's probably gonna look worse after tonight. I'm not starting him. Rick Porcello. And, you know, Rick Porcello, given how he pitches, could give up seven runs tonight.
1: We've got Frankie Montas and Wade LeBlanc. No. Two more games, Rockies at Padres, Armand Marquez at Eric Lauer.
2: Definitely Rock, uh, Armand Marquez. No on Eric Lauer.
1: Robbie Ray at Richie Hill.
2: Rich Hill for sure. Uh,
1: Are you Robbie Ray?
2: I don't. I don't get it.
1: Are you Jimmy Ray? You don't know that song. Good for you. Don't know that song. You're a better man for it. Uh, Robbie Ray. I mean, you've got to be kidding me if you start Robbie Ray.
2: Like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, no. And he'll. He very well may go out and strike out ten in six innings.
1: Yeah, and give up eight runs. He has five straight non-quality starts. So it's
2: it's been rough.
1: Well, then, we're done for the day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Baseball Today. Baseball. And we'll give you two-star pitchers and a mailbag. We're going to read a lot of your emails at at CBSi.com. For Chris and Scott, I'm
0: Adam. See ya.